Hi there, my name is Erica Browning and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you worked so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. Shelly, hello. Yeah. Hello, nice to meet Hi. you. I'm so glad that you came on. Just so everyone knows, so I know, well, I'm actually just meeting Shelly, but we have a nurse friend in common and Shirley has, I'm sorry, Shelly has done all of these really cool things. And so I basically um, irritated her via text for a couple <laughs> months and said, will you please come on? Will you please come on? Because I know so many nurses will be interested in what you're doing. So before we get started, tell us where, where are you located now? And where are you from? I'm in California and I'm originally from Montana, but I've been in California most of my life. And my, my, all my family's here in California. Okay. And born in California. you're born in California. I love Montana. Yeah. It's cold this time of year. Oh, it's miserable. <laughs> Is that why you didn't go back? <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely a California girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you got into nursing. Tell us how you got into nursing. And I did a ROP uh, program in high school, starting my junior year where they introduced you to different fields and I had an aunt that I absolutely worshipped that was a nurse. So I knew that I had to go to college, pay for it myself, and get a job. That it wasn't going to be, oh, I can be a doctor, I can be a lawyer. It's like I had to get a job. So that's kind of when I did the ROP, excuse me, program in high school. I really enjoyed it. Uh, regional occupational program. Okay, so is it like a program they were just introducing people to jobs, that sort of thing? Right, so they'd have different office, secretarial, mechanic, different occupations that they let high school students kind of be exposed to and get some training on. Did that, and I said, okay, I can do the prerequisites of nursing, and that's kind of how that started, and then I went to college. And then when I finished college, I, my first job was at University of California in San Francisco. Then I've just been different places and doing different things. Okay. So do your degree, um, is it associates? Is it diploma, bachelor? It's a bachelor's. Yeah. Okay. And then, so how long have you been a nurse? Do you want to I have been a nurse almost 38 years. 38 years. Yes, a long time. So what did you start out doing? My first job at, uh, in San Francisco was the height of the AIDS epidemic. So I worked on the telemetry AIDS unit in a very, very high acuity, very busy unit that I learned exceptional organizational skills, time management skills, assessment skills. We did things that most places at the time were not doing on the floor. We had an excellent cardiology program. So we had a lot... <laughs> very complicated high acuity patients then the aids patients were very high acuity and heartbreaking because you would watch these young men usually come in healthy kind of sick and then you watch them progress mm. to AIDS, you know dementia from the aids or cars you know uh, pneumonia it was very it was a very very hard time to see that 
what time period was this in the 80s? This was in the 80s. Okay. Yeah, mid 80s. Okay. And so from there, I mean, you've had a long journey. So just yes. <laughs> for over 30 years. So what are all of the types of nursing that you've done? Okay. I have done clinical. I have, I've done mostly ICU. My clinical experience is mostly in ICU. I did a lot of nurse travel positions uh, in different parts of the East Coast and in the South. I've done public health nursing. Uh, I did, I was a director of a community health program at an Indian clinic. Okay. And I've done cardiac investigational trial studies. Enjoyed that. What else have I done? Gosh. I have to think I've done so many different things. <laughs> well, then why don't we, what, tell everyone, because this is why I wanted you to come on. Mm -hmm. What are you doing now? I'm still doing clinical. I'm working in an outpatient surgery department. Okay. Uh, this, I call it my going, getting ready for the glue factory job. It's my easing my way out. <laughs> Very easy, not a high stress. And then what I do on the side, and I've done this for quite many years, is I do mission work or projects in developing countries. And that's always been my interest and my passion. So I've been able to do that now, finally, the last well, probably 15, 20 years. So, yeah. Wow. So traveling abroad yes. for the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. So, gosh, there's so many questions. So how did you even get started in this? How did you find out about this? Well, it goes back once again to the early 80s when Cambodians, that they were a lot of Cambodians in Thai refugee camps. And I was just enthralled with that idea and wanted to do something like that. So I've always had that in the back of my mind that this is something I want to do. And then I finally met someone she was actually doing training for our new defibrillators. And we started to talk on a break. And turns out she does had done some mission projects. And I spoke with her. And she gave me contact of one of um, the places that she goes to. And an organization. And I met up with them. And that was in Cambodia. And I've been doing that for, gosh, almost 15 years now. So it's a small organization. They send different surgical teams over and the, our, the nurses there have come a long way from all the, you know, with all the training. I got to where I was just going by myself and I was doing lots of education. I did, help, we put on the first uh, nursing conference in the country and it went really well. And just to watch the nurses be able to do something like that and push them to do something like that. It was very empowering. And then, so yeah, I've been doing that for quite a while. And I've also done pro uh, projects in Africa, on east, east, east part of Africa. And most of those were like doing a clinic. coming. I mean, you know, you see 100 patients a day and mm -hmm. are treating different things. So just all different types of projects like that. I'm pretty flexible. I don't have to go and just do one thing when I'm somewhere. I can do a variety of things. So yeah, that's just kind of how I randomly got involved in that. And you get you you meet people when you do this kind of thing. So that's how it leads to something else. Or there's a couple 
organizations that have newsletters that will have like things that are available for three months, six months, a year, or even two weeks. And yeah, that's how I did all this. And I love it. So this organization that you do all of this with, is it faith-based or is it just a nonprofit? They are faith-based, the one in Cambodia. However, they do not, how can I say this, shove it down your throat or the patient's throats where you have to embrace this in order to get care from us. It is not like that because I could not do a work with an organization like that. Some of most, a lot of them are faith-based. Some of them will have funding from a government somewhere and they'll have like a project that they're associated with. It's all different. It's just not one, one thing or one, one way uh, of doing it. Gosh. Okay. So how many, you said you've been doing it for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So when you go over to do a stint, Mm -hmm. how long are you there usually? I can do, sometimes I'll just go for two weeks if that's what my schedule permits. Sometimes I will go for a month, five months. It just depends on what is needed and what my, my schedule will allow. Wow. So you've been to, gosh, how many countries would you say you've been to doing this? (laughs) I've been probably at least 10 countries. Wow. Yeah. Did you go to Pakistan? I did. Okay. I think uh, our mutual friend was telling us about it. And I think you helped them set up their electronic documentation system. Yeah. So that was, that was a project. It was, um, I was a little nervous going and I was up North near the Afghan border and the people were wonderful. I think we were both a little nervous about, they were nervous about meeting an American. I was nervous about meeting them, but it went really well. They were very kind, very gracious. Yeah, the project went well. It was a lot of work and still in process. But yeah, it was just, and I'm how I met this, this company that I helped. Mm-hmm. I was doing a project in Myanmar, which used to be, is, used to be called Burma in Southeast Asia. And I was working as the chief nurse executive for two hospitals. And I met the owner of this company that was implementing the electronic chart system in our hospitals. And I've just kind of stayed in touch with them and tried to help them a little bit. And that's kind of how that that project led to me becoming involved with the Pakistan one. Let me tell you, I've had... I've been doing, I've done multiple interviews now. Mm-hmm. One question that I always ask everyone I interview is, mm-hmm. okay, we're talking about this particular specialty or this particular right. thing nursing. How did you learn about it? Mm-hmm. And I would have to say almost every time the answer is, I just asked, I was just okay. asking questions. I was just talking to someone. I was just listening. And I think the takeaway is, for nurses is don't be afraid. If you hear so overhear someone yes. something, ask. Absolutely. If, you if you're interested in something, ask nurses. Even if you think, oh, they'll never have the answer. They may right. know someone who knows someone right. who knows. Right. Don't you think so? Or just go on the internet and search something. We're very fortunate in our career to have so many options. Right. If if my only option would to be in the bedside for my entire I would have never made it. <laughs> because I enjoy new things and learning 
new things. And that's why I've done so many different things in nursing. And I think you always have to try to learn and explore. And like I tell my, you know, the younger nurses that I work with or my younger nurse friends is don't get sucked into the money of the hospital. Try to think about a balance of what makes you happy and to know that, you know, doing something for 30, 40 years is a long time to do something. So for me, I've never got caught up into that of, oh, I need, I make so much money. This is what I want. It was much more what makes me happy or what brings me joy. That's kind of what I've always felt. Right. Hmm? There has to be a balance. Right. Right. Maybe there's a period of time where you're going to work really hard and maybe that's what lends itself well to what you're doing. If you want to travel abroad, maybe there's a period of five to six months, you work really, really hard and not that what you're doing isn't working hard, but then right. you're able to take a little break. Yes. Or pursue something right. that brings you joy and feels like you're fulfilling a mission. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of what I tried to do is, you know, um, I'm per diem again. And now I'm just, you know, working and then hopefully be able to take off and uh, do some things and just try to balance that with, okay, I got to still make money, right. <laughs> unfortunately, but what can I do without if it allows me to do this, which makes me happy? So here's a question. When you go abroad, because I know you've said some of the programs that you've been associated with are faith-based. Mm-hmm. Some aren't. Right. I think what I would be afraid of, and maybe other nurses are, like when you go abroad, where do you live? Where do you stay? Do you feel safe? Um, you, sometimes you'll stay at a hotel. Sometimes you'll stay at a room. A lot of places, if you're with a big hospital, they'll have hostels where the staff live, and it's usually within walking distance of the hospital. I have to say, I've always have felt safe. It's very sad that, you know, there's cities in America that I would not go to. I worked at Washington, I worked in Washington, D.C. when it was the murder capital of the United States. I did not feel safe going to work. I've never had that sense of fear or feeling uneasy. You just have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to conduct yourself in a certain manner. You cannot, I always, no matter if I'm working or if I'm traveling just as a tourist, you have to respect the country, the culture that you're in. You don't get to be an American behave a certain way or dress a certain way. You have to respect the the, the culture and the country and the politics. Mm-hmm. So I've always been aware of that. So I've never I've never ran into a problem. The only few times I ever felt like oh my gosh something bad was going to happen was when I was in India, and it was only because there was a communication barrier and I was being t- we were being taken to the wrong bus stop. In, or the bus station, and we thought we were going a different direction. But no, as far as safety, no, I've never felt threatened. Wow. With other, I mean, I'm sure they have translators there for you, but is it, you usually have a couple of other Americans you're going with that you can at least... A lot of times I go by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable enough doing that. When I first started, I would have never <laughs> gone by myself. Right, right. Um 
So just once again, it depends on what kind of project you're doing. Sometimes you may be the only Westerner. Other times there could be, you know, in Cambodia, when we have our big cardiac surgery team go, there might be 30, 40 people. And all the different programs are like that. I have to wonder, because you know, over you know, stateside in the United States, you know, there's mm -hmm. faith-based programs that mm -hmm. do this. There are other nonprofits. Mm -hmm. that, how do those organizations, the one that you're working for, how do they get wind of the need? How do they get the requests? You see what I mean? Uh, so our organization in Cambodia, cardiologists and cardiac surgeon, they've been going there for almost 25 years. And so we have our, they have their own clinic there. And okay. so we get referrals and we operate on indigent people as well as people that can pay. So they'll get referrals from the villages and then these people will come to see our doctors when they're there. And it doesn't matter where you are, Africa, Asia. I was in Lithuania years and years ago. People hear about this, you know, word gets out and they may ride a bus for 16 hours. They may walk for 12 hours to come and wait to see a doctor that can help them. And they don't complain that they've been waiting five minutes, you know. So yeah, it's just word, word gets out that these people are coming to help and they make the journey. So for these organizations that you're working for, you go to them, you're like, hey, I'm a nurse. I want to help. Right. I want to get involved. Right. Do they have an interview process? Do they have qualifications? They do have qualifications. And a lot of times they will speak with you on the phone or... They'll say, they'll say, oh, somebody gave me this, you know, your name and your contact. Others, you'll hear somebody else will say, hey, I'm doing this. Are you interested in coming with me to help? There's a couple organizations or it's called Health Volunteers of America. They do it international. They have like a little newsletter with different positions. So you just kind of have to do a web search. Health something. Health Volunteers of America, I think it's what it's called. Because, I mean, this sounds a little bit like Doctors Without Borders. Is it similar? It is. Doctors Without Borders is very difficult to get a position in because it's highly competitive. You have to be tri trilingual to do, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm just an American, so I barely speak English, so I can't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't qualify, but... Yeah, it's a similar type of different organizations that have projects. Some of them are like wealthy retirees that have started a foundation that, so it's just a really a matter of looking online and seeing what you can find or reaching out to people who have done something like this before. Surgeon that I've worked with, I worked with him in Cambodia. He's now in Ukraine doing a big project of surgeries, hospital, triage. So, you know, there's there's always different options, different things that you can find out. So when they're when you're like, hey, I'm interested, do they, I mean, you obviously have to have a nursing license. Yes. Do they want you to have any sort of degree or are they looking for ICU experience, clinical experience? Once again, it depends on the project. The the project. Sometimes they want an OR nurse okay. or a scrub nurse or an ICU nurse 
for somebody who's good at education. It's every, it just all depends on what the project is focusing at the time. And you find that when you go there, you might think you're going to do one thing, but you need to be able to do quite a few more things and not be rigid about the day or what you think is going to happen because it's going to be, it's going to be different. And that's an interesting segue. So when you go over there, who are you answering to? Like, who are you checking in with? Who's in charge? Um, it depends. In Cambodia, I pretty much, when I went with this, the, the teams the first two times after that, I was just kind of in charge. They gave me kind of free reign to focus on what I thought needed to be focused. So I did a lot of education and things like that. And a lot of times you'll give report to the person who's funding the project. You'll do a summary report. Otherwise, you might be in charge. You might be working with the physician in charge, whoever whoever they identify as the contact person in that in that project. So okay. it varies. Because it sounds like in Cambodia, it's a pretty solid setup that they have there. At the it is. It's come a long way. Yeah. Right. So I imagine if that's what you're going to, then it might be a little more organized and saying, hey, when you show yes. up, who you're talking to, this is what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, it's very well, you know, they have plenty of supplies. The staff is very well trained now. And the staff have really developed and growing, growing. So they're much more solid. But you can go to some place that you think you're doing this. But I was in Uganda quite a few years ago with a friend and the physician that was supposed to be coming to see patients never, never showed up. So my one friend ended up doing the training that she was doing. And then I kind of ended up trying to see patients and, you know, treat them the best that I could, because a lot of them, you know, either come because they have malaria or some, you know, heart problem. A lot of, you know, AIDS symptoms. So you kind of, or you're not practicing within your scope, but you're, t I mean, you can't prescribe, but you can at least try to do some tests. And so just, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. So when you go, are you working 12 hours a day, every day? I mean, it really, it depends. I would say when I'm doing project it's probably 12 hour days okay. every day sometimes it could be 24 hours depending uh, when we are trying in Cambodia to get our ICU staff very solid and trained and we would we were having a physician a surgeon from Japan come to the clinic so I would try to be there when he came to do the surgeries neurosurgery and so yeah I would be at the clinic continually to train and watch and make sure the patient was safe. Yeah, it's not if you want to go and have a leisurely trip. This is not, that, not that that is not it. it. It's not, oh, I'm going to go on vacation and work a few hours a day and then go out. It's really they're not like that. I mean, I, there probably are some I have never experienced that. But for me, it's very refreshing and rewarding to see what you can do. So before you go, do you have to have, I'm sure you do all these different types of immunizations, yellow fever, typhoid. Well, I used to, when I first started traveling, what 
my first trip, I backpacked around the world for a year and I was very regimented and got all my shots and everything. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't take malaria pills unless I know I'm going to be in an area during a certain season with a high malarial exposure risk. But some people are very regimented, very um, devoted to getting all those. So yeah, most people do. And I probably should. Well, you're like a salty ER nurse. I am. Yes. A wing and a prayer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cowboy. That's right. That's right. It'll work out. Don't worry. Okay. So you said, I I forget what you said with these organizations, either Mm -hmm. Health Volunteers of America or other nonprofit, you said they didn't have like a specific education requirement. Like they usually they want nurses. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bachelor's of nursing. They want to see years of experience. Like the one in Cambodia that they'll take anybody with like a year or two of experience, you know, somebody who's, you know, especially with education or OR, some of the or the other organizations, once again, depending on the project, want more experience. The project that I did in Myanmar, they wanted somebody with a, a graduate a degree in management experience. So once again, it just decide, you know, it depends on what kind of project you're doing. Like you said, one had a newsletter that came up and said, Hey, we've got this project. Right. This is right. this project. And they may already have your qualifications and you can say, okay, my qualifications fit this project. And I wouldn't mind going to this country. Correct. Correct. And then you just like hit apply or. Right. And then they'll talk with you, see if, you know, it'll match. Really the easiest way is to speak to somebody who's done done that and ask around because there's so many people who like to do this kind of stuff that it's just a matter of finding a match and getting your getting your foot in the door really like a facebook community or how do people find these people i do not there, there might be a facebook community but i do not know once again how i found it is by my going to Cambodia and then meeting other people and they're like, oh, hey, there's this project here, project there. The project I did in Myanmar, I got contacted from the owner of the hospital because I had worked with some Japanese nurses in Cambodia that were uh, setting up a hospital and they recommended me for that project. So it's very circuitous how I got that position was just through a word of mouth and a recommendation. Okay. So I think, because if, if a nurse is listening to this and I thought, well, I, this sounds cool to me. How do I do it? How do I find out more? You mentioned Health Volunteers America. Yeah. And I will check that. I'll let you know that that's the correct acronym that I'm using. And then what, just start somewhere. And then- Just start somewhere. And even if you go somewhere for just a week. Mm-hmm. Just try it, see if you like it. Yeah. And and sometimes even you can't do this, you know, full time or something. But if it just, especially if you're feeling like I cannot do bedside nursing in America for another 20 years, as our mutual friend is like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. How can I do this for 20 more years? Right. Hey, hey. And I think even if you can do this for two weeks and just step back 
and get refreshed and excited. Yeah. It, you know, puts things in perspective of how lucky we are here. And we don't have lack of resources in our jobs. We don't, it's just, it's a different perspective. And sometimes if you can just do that once in a while, that refreshes you enough. Or if a nurse is saying, you oh, know, I want to be a nurse practitioner or CRNA or want to try some, just do it. Just go for it. Because there's so much, once again, as I said, we are so blessed in this job. A nurse is so all-encompassing that we are allowed to do so many different things. There's very few occupations or professions where you have that ability to do so many different positions and activities or roles. You can change your job, but you don't have to get, you have to change degrees. You don't have to start all over. Yes. Yes. Just pivot. Um, there might be a little lag time, you know. Right. right. And another thing I do clinical teaching for one of the universities. And I like that. It's very refreshing. So mm -hmm. if somebody's like, oh, maybe I can do, yeah, the pay is less, but it's very rewarding to watch you know, these students over X amount of time and share your knowledge and your experience and to try to teach them. And because we have to have, you know, we're all getting older. I mean, the average nurse in America, I think is 59, 60, you know, my age. So we're all getting ready to retire. We need replacements. <laughs> and you want, you want somebody that is well-trained and is committed to doing the job yeah. so do you have any trips coming up this year i have a fun trip coming up i'm doing a big africa trip with my friends from college oh. for our 60th birthdays belated because we were supposed to go three years ago to australia and then covid hit so yeah we're going to africa so that is my my fun trip and i'm hoping i'll be able to go back to Cambodia and Pakistan this year so far okay well thank you so much for coming yeah, thank on. you I know there are so many nurses that would at least be interested and this might even be like okay let me do a google search right. let me look this up let me yeah. see if I could fit this in maybe I could try it for a week or right or just try something or just say oh no I don't want to go overseas but yeah I want to get out of bedside let's see what options are available Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really right, thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Black Sheep Nurse podcast. If you want more, head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode. You can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox. And if you're looking for more everyday fun and community, join us on Instagram at blacksheepnurse.